Welcome to Wellness with KC, the podcast. I'm your host and wellness bestie, Karen Catania, and my purpose as a certified integrative nutrition coach is to guide women on their health and wellness journey in a balanced and sustainable way. Join me every week for casual, unfiltered chats that are designed to inspire and empower you to live your best life. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm so excited to jump into today's topic, which is nutrition and the mental health connection. So we did like an Instagram reel on this, but there's just no way to fit all of the information I want to talk about within three minutes. So I figured a longer podcast episode would be a really good follow-up for anyone who wanted to learn more on this topic. And again, this is only just scratching the surface. Um, But I just think that this is so incredibly cool. So obviously we know that what we eat impacts so much of our life and our health, but I never really connected nutrition to mental health before. And I'm not sure why that connection wasn't made for me, but it just, it wasn't. So this is a relatively new topic and discovery for me, if you will, and I'm just really nerding out about it. So let's get into it. Um, We all have something called BDNF, which means brain-derived neurotrophic factor, and it is a brain molecule that controls the brain's ability to repair and heal itself, and also the process in which we actually produce new brain cells. So this is something that we can and we do do, regardless of whether we realize it or not, and it's impacted by food and lifestyle choices every single day. So BDNF deficiency can lead to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, epilepsy, schizophrenia, and potentially even depression. So there is a connection here to our mental and brain health. And there are about, you know, some, there are some nutrients and molecules in food that impact BDNF expression. So I'm going to give you three examples of these. There are more, but we're going to start with three. So the first one is zinc. We all have probably used this at some point, especially to help our immune system um, in the winter months, right? But populations that don't have a lot of zinc in their diet often have higher levels of depression, and zinc increases the production of BDNF. The second one is berries. Berries are a rich source of antioxidants that have protective factors against stress. They also improve brain functioning by increasing that production of BDNF again. And the third one is dark chocolate. I know who is excited to see or hear that dark chocolate actually is beneficial to their health. Um, So dark chocolate contains phytonutrients that increase blood flow to the brain and the production of BDNF. All three of these things increase production of BDNF, which again is a brain molecule that controls the brain's ability to heal itself and produce new brain cells. Like this is critical for brain health and mental health. And it's incredible that we have the option to influence that behavior through the food that we're eating. The problem is most of us don't know that some of the foods that we're eating aren't helping, right? They're influencing that behavior in a negative way. 
Um, beyond BDNF, our brain is also impacted and our mental health is impacted by inflammation or specifically neuroinflammation, which is the process by which systematic inflammation, so inflammation within the body, affects our brain. And it is highly related to depression, anxiety, and cognitive fog. And I talked about this on my Instagram, but what is one of the main drivers of inflammation? Our diet and specifically highly processed foods. So let's talk about a few ways that we can reduce inflammation. We can reduce it by eating a anti-inflammatory diet, aka less processed foods and more whole foods. That's just decreasing the number of highly processed foods that you have in your diet. Um, and it's going to have a tremendous impact on mood and brain health. The majority of processed foods have seed oils or canola oil, which are highly inflammatory, and they're in almost everything. They are some of the first things that we we should be switching out of our diet because of how inflammatory they are and how they are in almost everything. So it it adds up, right? Um, so if you you if you use canola oil or seed oils like sunflower oil at home, vegetable oil, switch to a pure olive olive oil for low to medium heat cooking and a pure avocado oil for higher heat cooking. Um, You can also throw in there coconut oil. That's a good one. With any of these oils though, just make sure you find a 100% pure version of this, okay? That's very important because oftentimes, especially with olive oil and avocado oil, what we're seeing is on the label, it'll say, oh, this is avocado oil. You pick it up, you think you're getting and buying avocado oil. When you look at the label, you actually find out that it's cut with another oil. So it's cut with a canola oil or it's cut with a sunflower oil because it makes it cheaper. And you would have no idea if you didn't look at the label. So definitely just make sure that's 100% pure so you know you're getting like the actual stuff that you want to buy. Um, and that's just a really easy swap. And when it comes to processed foods, take a look at the ingredient labels. You will most likely find canola oil in there. Um, Sunflower oil is used a lot in quote unquote healthier processed foods, which is extremely disappointing, but that is a topic for a different day. Just make sure you're taking a look at it. I think you'd be surprised by how many processed foods have these oils in it. And that's why I think it's one of the first things that we should be Um, swapping out in our diet. Some other examples of inflammatory foods that are especially found in processed foods are refined sugar, refined carbohydrates, MSG, which is a preservative. Um, MSG, by the way, is an exetotoxin. I think I talked about this on Instagram too, but is a neurotransmitter that is known to kill brain cells. And this is what is allowed in our food, you guys. The FDA says that this is safe. And this is why you know, this is such an issue because everyone thinks, oh, the FDA wouldn't put anything in our food that isn't safe. But how is at any level a neurotransmitter that is known to kill brain cells safe? Doesn't make sense to me and it doesn't add up. But moving on, because I do want to make this digestible. So giving you just simple things that you can start implementing. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. Like nutrition is a tool that we can use. It's not something that we should be overwhelmed by. Um, 
Another thing that plays a role in like inflammation is our gut microbiome. So our gut microbiome plays a huge role in regulating inflammation, but also mental health. And some things that we can do to support our gut microbiome are eating fermented foods, which increase the diversity of microbiome of our microbiome, like kombucha and kimchi. Um, and I think, you know, I think I'm just going to do a deep talk about gut health in the next few weeks. So I'll save that for when we have that discussion because there is just so much to say on gut health. It's such an incredible topic um, that I do want to dive into. So anyway, we should be focusing on our gut health um, because that plays a role in inflammation. Well, let's get back to nutrition and let's get specific and talk about specific foods that we can include in our diet that are known to help and improve mental health. The first one is oysters. And you know, I'm going to be honest, I don't really eat oysters. They freak me out. (laughs) I'm trying to get into more seafood. This is like my pet peeve about myself, but um, I'm going to get into seafood this year or next year, promise. But oysters are a rich source of zinc and vitamin B12, which can produce the mood supporting neurotransmitters, dopamine, and serotonin. The second food is avocados. One of my favorite foods. I love avocados. They are a great source of magnesium, which helps support relaxation in the body and a healthy nervous system. The third is carrots. Carrots contain a powerful antioxidant known as beta carotene and higher levels of this antioxidant have been linked to an improved mood. The fourth is wild salmon which is rich in omega-3 fatty acids, which support mood and brain health through their anti-inflammatory properties. Wild salmon is also rich in vitamin D, which supports serotonin production. The fifth is green tea, which is found to improve mood and promote calmness due to its antioxidant properties. The sixth is fermented foods, like we talked about, such as yogurt containing live active uh, cultures, Um, And this can improve the quality and diversity of bacteria in the gut. It also helps produce neurotransmitters related to mood, such as um, GABA. And GABA is known for producing a calming effect. And the seventh one and the last one that we're going to talk about today are leafy greens. They are excellent sources of folate, vitamin B9, and phytonutrients, which help support serotonin production. So when we think about the connection from nutrition, which is on our plate, that we what we're eating, right, to our mental health, we have to consider and talk about what our mindset and relationship with food is. And to do that, we have to know, number one, where are we now? But also, where have we been? What has influenced our relationship with food up until this, up until the point, up until this point? Jeez, can't talk. Um, growing up, what was it like at the dinner fo- at the dinner table? What foods did your family typically eat? What were your feelings around food? What was your plate size? Did you eat at home? Did you eat out? Like these are the questions to ask yourself and see how it relates to your relationship with food today. Because you may find a connection there. You know, some people grew up on a fast food diet. McDonald's was huge growing up. And, you know, because that's now they eat a lot of McDonald's or fast food because that's just how they grew up. They view McDonald's as food, right? To them, that that's a that's food. 
When in reality, we know that that's not fuel for our bodies. It's actually the opposite. Then we have other people who grew up thinking that they had to avoid fats to be healthy and to be skinny because that was just a popular fad diet, right? No fats, low fat, everything. When in reality, 70% of our brain is made up of fat. It is very important for proper brain function. But no one was telling us these things. Instead, there were McDonald's popping up everywhere, new diet programs talking about how fat is the worst thing ever. And that's why it's so important now that we make our own decisions and we do our own research because now we have the ability to do better because we know better. We know that all calories are not created equal. There are nourishing calories, there are inflammatory calories, there are empty calories. The calories that we are choosing to eat is simply the food. Is it nourishing? Is it helping us with brain and mental health? Or is it attributing to the rise of depression today in our society? The calories from a processed food, whatever that may be, are going to impact your body and your health way different than the ones from whole foods that support your overall health and specifically improve mental health. And that is the coolest thing in the world, but it also makes me a little sad. And often I feel this way when I talk about this stuff because I just wish everyone could hear this message. I wish everyone understood that I just, I just wish that everyone could hear this and not because I want to blow my business up. It's, it's not about that. It's because I want to help people. And I think that we all deserve to have this information, but instead so many people are going to continue to think that McDonald's is food because that is how they grew up. That is what's marketed to them. That is what they think that they can afford. That is what their taste buds are craving because they've had it for years and they're going to continue to have McDonald's and their children are going to grow up continuing to eat McDonald's. And I'm talking on a regular basis. I'm not saying like, you know, once a month or whatever. Um, I'm talking about like every week they're going to McDonald's and that is food for them or Burger King. And that is food for them. Um, and that's just why I continue to talk about this these topics um, here and on Instagram, regardless on if you're a client of mine, because I truly believe that it is my purpose to provide this information and help as many people as possible. So before I cry, I'm going to end this podcast episode. Thank you for joining, whether um, you watched my uh, like Instagram reel and this you know triggered you to watch or you're just listening to hear me today. I really appreciate it. Um, remember that you you are in control of your nutrition and there are very simple things you can do. Do not overwhelm it. Start small, start incorporating more whole foods and the rest will naturally fall into place. All right. I hope you have an amazing day. Hi friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so proud of you for showing up today for your future self. If you have any topic recommendations or are looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at wellnesswithkasey. If this episode helped you in any way, don't forget to drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on or share this episode on your social media. My goal is to help as many women as possible, and I really appreciate you for being a part of this journey and this mission with me. So thank you again for being here, and I will see you next week.